0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA. Wanted to welcome Paul to the WDMA membership. Thanks, Paul. The encouragement is beyond your wildest expectations. So let's get over to the news. Okay, so the drum picks five excellent Easter 2022 ads, <clears throat> and uh, we'll get over to the Cadbury Worldwide Hide which is a fantastically interesting little promo. I really like it. And uh, so here it is. This is what Cadbury's Chocolate came up with. Wouldn't it be lovely if you could hide an Easter egg anywhere in the world for someone you love? It could be that place where you cheered your hearts out or where you've both always dreamt of going back to. Look at this. It's an app. Hide an Easter egg for you someone you love. Search Capri Worldwide Hide. So you can hide it anywhere in the world you want. Drop the egg. They get the app. They get to look for the egg. You give them a clue on where to look for the egg. What a cool idea. I really like it. I mean, I'm sure it's not limited to, to Easter eggs, but the, the idea of hiding an Easter egg someplace special. I really like it. So I'm going to see if it still works. Um, and you know it says it's it's for the UK hiding spots as available on G- Google Maps see worldwide but if it's worldwide you know and ours is coming up this Sunday so I'm going to I'm going to try and hide an egg somewhere special for my special wife Let's see if it works I don't know I I didn't have time to test it for heaven's sake so I just barely pull these things together okay here was an interesting um an interesting, really interesting article from Mike at the Drum. And um, inclusivity in advertising has gone wrong, but here's how we can how it we can it can be fixed. I believe that this is a high and mighty Gillette's "The Best a Man Can Be" campaign from 2019. And uh, the focus of Gillette was the best a man can be. Um, it used to be a best the best a man can get, and the focus was on the, the, the quality of the shave that you got from a G- Gillette razor. Uh, <laughs> and then they migrated to this and basically said that men are hostile and uh, problems for society. And they need to raise better better sons. And uh, although how you, how you break that cycle, I'm not sure. If it's as bad as you think. Anyway, the sales for Gillette razors plummeted, I think... Uh, Gillette was like the only, the only really negative P and G. I think P and G owns them now, um, but whoever owns them, it was like billions of dollars sunk. Though I'm sure they felt better about themselves for doing it. Um, but anyway, so Mike points out that he has cerebral palsy, making him, you know, somewhat of a special, you know, a special category. But he's also white male. And went to Cambridge and works in the ad agency. And uh, the M25, I think, is a, like male 25, you know, like, you know, in your youth and what you were like there. Um, point is, he's, he's complicated. and uh, But he's also in the, you know, in the, for the UK or for the United States, in the least likely to get into a commercial category of white male. And highly educated. And so he's like the one, he's like the category that we're attacking in inclusion, is the white male, well-educated, privileged, all that stuff. We want anybody but him uh, included. Uh, And so he's writing on inclusion, which I think is really interesting. Inclusion is talked about more than ever. Uh inclusion is now seen as an important part of every brief we answer. In other words, when, a, when an advertiser – oops, i got to get over here to this one. When an advertiser gives them – oh, yeah, here's the picture of the men at the barbecue grill, you know, all the mas- masculine manly men that Gillette didn't like. You know, it's like you can have a woman's razor, you can have a men's razor, but, you know, don't make me feel like – I mean, it's not my fault, right? Maybe I guess it is if gender is a choice. But for me, it wasn't. You know, this is where I've been kind of my whole life. So inclusion is now a part of every brief. So every brand says we want to to be seen as inclusive. But the results have been mixed because, uh, and he points out, Gillette's ill-conceived, high and mighty attempt to tackle modern masculinity and marks and spencer MS, blatant tokenism in creating the lgbt sandwich so i looked that up because i you know we're not in the uk and it was a blt that they added guacamole to make it an lgbt which i think is kind of clever actually but they put the rainbow on it and everything and you know so uh apparently mike doesn't think that was apparently went over like a lead balloon but Um, I don't particularly like guacamole, but it doesn't sound like that bad a sandwich. If you did like guacamole, you know, bacon, lettuce, tomato, guacamole, it sounds pretty good to me. But anyway, um, it wasn't judged on the merits of the sandwich, apparently. So first and foremost, include and he's got three points about how we implement inclusion. Inclusion falls afoul of the basic strategic logic that the need to represent everyone often gets misinterpreted as the need to appeal to everyone. But strategy is often about making choices and sometimes it's beneficial to be exclusive. Inclusion doesn't mean you can't be exclusive and that's an interesting, interesting point. By trying to stand for everyone, you risk standing for no one and don't just risk it, you will hit it. So brands are by definition exclusive, right? brands are at least as much about who they don't appeal to. So in modeling I've made that point that oftentimes it's much much easier to figure out who isn't the market than who is. Cuz why people love your brand is often a mystery and it doesn't generally translate into smooth geodemographic boxes. But people who can't afford your Porsche or can't afford your Rolex, we can figure out, you know, kind of where those people live. Or, you know, people who aren't interested in, I remember we did a we did a telemarketing, a telecenter uh, algorithm uh, for the Highlander, which was a kind of a thinky science fiction series. And they were advertising on um, the, the Highlander TV show. And they were trying to sell um, recordings of the show so you could get the whole show and binge watch it. And it was very expensive compared to now. And um, the, the phones would start ringing off the hook when the ad ran across national TV and um, they couldn't answer all the calls. And so what we did was we figured out that the, the target market was generally men, uh, young men who were from high uh, income, but especially high education um, neighborhoods. And so what we did was we created an area code and next three-digit profile of the United States and found the high education uh, phone numbers. And so we would answer those calls directly, and we would um, encourage the other callers to leave a message and that we would call them back, and we did call them back. But this way we could get on the phone with people that were not from areas that weren't likely to buy. I think that's kind of interesting. Okay, so secondly, so we excluded people and the results went up about 74%, which is a lot, okay? So, um, and within your target, you definitely have a diverse cast of people because you just can't segment down to, you know, the one person that will buy for sure. And so you're going to always be somewhat inclusive. The desire for inclusion often sees the need to bring several groups together in a spirit of what you must be, what, what you must be that a spirit that you must be as inclusive as possible. Okay, so you mix, you miss, uh, you you push together groups that you're supposedly being inclusive about. So that, that uh, BLT, spa- fancy BLT, push these people together that may not like guacamole or they may not like bacon. Uh, and so a single inclusivity approach clearly doesn't work. Because different groups may face different challenges. And I think that's true about Gillette, too. You know, you want a good shave, um, but um, women have a different have different needs with, the, with their shave than men. And so it's perfectly fine to market to one, market to the other. You don't have to market to both. Um, thirdly, audiences looking to target are often misconceived. Uh, for example, we may try to include disadvantaged people, but we may be selling a product that doesn't that they can't afford, right? Like your, our Porsche. I've never bought a Porsche. I suppose I could if I really, really wanted to, but I, you know. But what it does do is it's aspirational. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind a Porsche. Uh, I do have a Rolex, uh, which is a long story, but um, you know, it's something you aspire to. A friend of mine at, at Amico Oil said, when he got his first real job, he went out and bought a Rolex, a president, a presidential Rolex and uh so sometimes the role of advertising is to give somebody a vision or, or a dream to shoot for. Nothing wrong with that. and if you take that out of the advertising, there's much left. Um, but the last thing he says is is that big ideas are perhaps the most inclusive uh like You're not you when you're hungry, from Snickers. Uh, The inclusivity of ideas, which I've been advocating for a long time. You want diversity of ideas. You want people to think differently. And too often, the inclusivity grouping itself is very monolithic. So very, very uh, excellent article. Well worth a read. Uh, Sometimes you are most inclusive when you don't even think about inclusivity. Really liked it. Thanks, Mike, for that. Um, We better get on to the last one. Testing corner, questions, do they work? And this is from Craig Huey. You notice I've gotten on his his, uh, newsletter, and they always have a good little story about testing. Testing copy is crucial. What you assume will generate the highest response is not always the case, right? So when Craig gives stories, he likes to ask the audience. What do you think? So here's, uh, they did two catalog covers, magalog covers, and um, for men and women age 60 plus, that would be me, and um, both promised prevention methods and remedies for arthritis, back pain, strokes, and heart attacks. The picture was recognized, were the pictures were recognizable Hollywood personalities. Cover A, do you have any of these? Do you have any of the illnesses that these stars had? Or cover B, discover the amazing health secrets of today's over 60 Hollywood stars. Now, the fact that they were recognizable to me, that they paid extra to get, you know, to get them to allow their use, says that if you're interested in those people, you know, I've, I've, I've clicked on some clickbait, you know, this is what they look like then. What do they look like now? And you go through and you don't even see the people that were, were pictured. But anyway, do you have any of the illnesses these stars have had? So it, it, it makes it very, very curious. So I picked cover A. And so it says take a minute to guess. And if you guessed cover A, you're right. It was the winner by 39%. Okay, questions within the headline usually do not perform well. Yeah, I always kind of thought they did, but um, in this case, the question was powerful and created a great deal of curiosity. And the other cover, which specifically called to people age 60 and older, the target audience, was comprehensive but not compelling enough to be cover A. You know, you might have said, "Do you suffer from these illnesses? Discover health secrets or something." I mean, I could think of probably six more tests here, but the the real the real title of this of this article should be testing will surprise you and it usually does and so thank you for that thank you for that Craig and uh every newsletter has a little testing uh vignette which I really like so have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart bye-bye